What is happening, Chicago Bears fans? This is C Information Conversation. I'm your host, Lester Wildfong, and we are talking Bears, Browns, preseason finale, postgame show. And I got my guy, Devon Booker, from the Line for Line podcast on to help me out. Devon, what's up, brother? Not a lot going on, young man. Just got done watching the Bears, Browns, as you just stated. Impressed with a lot of things that I saw, and I'm just happy to be here on your channel, on your platform. The uh, the, the Bears, man, undefeated Bears. It's practice, right? It's just preseason, you know. It's just preseason. Because if you think it back, when the Giants won that Super Bowl against the Patriots, they did not win a single preseason game that year. So, you know, preseason games really don't mean much. It's just to get a look at the personnel that you have out there. And then on the flip side, the year the uh, Detroit Lions went 0-16, they went 4-0 in a preseason. Exactly. Practices. Exactly. But you know what? I I'll tell you what, though, man. It's much better to talk about a practice game that's a win than a practice game that's a loss. And, you know, th this this game, man, it started off it started off rough. I mean, that first series from the Bears was was awful on offense. Mm -hmm. The the, the, the O-line forgot the block. You know, it was just uh, – it did not look good at all. It but definitely did not have me happy because when you start the game off like that, you're just all oh, – is it just going to be another year of the Bears struggling to move the ball, struggling for the offense to do anything worth mentioning? It, it was just all bad, but then they turned it around pretty quickly, and it really turned some heads. I guarantee you, the even though it was a preseason game, they turned a bunch of heads around the league and around the fandom as well. So, so we got to talk about Justin Fields. I mean, he was the star of the first half, and you know, I was watching on F NFL Plus, so mm -hmm. I got the Cleveland feed, and they were hyped about Justin Fields in, in the first half. It, when, 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 the, when the first quarter ended, I think he was something like six or seven. Uh -huh. and, they, and they talked about how sharp he's looked, how good he looks within the offense. You know, did, did, I'm assuming you saw the same thing that everyone else saw, that Justin Fields, again, practice. Yes, yes. But he, he was balling. The biggest thing that I saw was how much time he had in the pocket, how comfortable he looked. <laughs> And how poised he looked yeah. and how confident he looked delivering the football, whether it was a tight window or if it was just out in the flat as well, too. We have to speak on that, how comfortable he looked behind that offensive line today. And I'm sorry, guys, my dog just barked. He thought he heard something. But, yes, the amount of time that he had, it was nothing short of phenomenal. What did you think worked well for him to have that much time and to be able to develop the play? It's the play action, man. It's, it's the rollouts. I mean, it's – I forget who who had it during the game, but someone tweeted out. I think it was uh, Kevin Kadick of, uh, of of CHGO. He made a tweet about, uh, you know, how Matt Nagy wouldn't do it last year. He just wouldn't <laughs> roll him out. He wouldn't run the play action. And then here we are. You know, it's 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 a small sample size in a preseason, but we've seen Luke Getz's offense now running efficiently, whether it's Justin Fields or whether it's uh, uh, Trevor Simeon, whoever it is. You know, we're seeing the offense looked good. And, and part of it is because they have a, a, a understanding of the run game mm -hmm. married with the pass game and man, those rollouts, you know, just gives them the time it needs because the, the offensive line is still has some issues, you know, they mm -hmm. have to issues to work out here, but speaking of that offensive line, I mean, Tevin Jenkins, right guard. guard did, did, yeah. did you like what you saw out of him? Oh, I, you know, Te Tevin Jenkins, he, he was another player that looked really comfortable as well too. There was a couple players where I looked at it like, where it seemed like he kind of got bullied off of, off of the line as well, too. But there's just some things that he would have to clean up to go forward into the season. But I definitely think it's a surefire that we'll see him starting on opening day on the offensive line. You know, it was him and Larry Borum. 
Uh, the first series wasn't the best, but but like you said, I thought Tevin Jenkins kind of he kind of settled in, and and that's kind of how how he's been. You know, the last few games is is he had a slow start last week, and then he kind of picked it up a little bit. Uh, mm-hmm. Same thing in KC when he, when he was at right tackle, you know, slow start kind of picked it up a little bit. The run game for him is easier at this point because when you're when you're run blocking from guard, yeah, it's different than tackle, but it's it, the fundamentals are close. Pass blocking is where he's going to have some issues at right guard because he hasn't done it much. Mm-hmm. You know, he has to understand where the stunt's coming from, and we saw a stunt early where him and Borum, you know, I have to go back and rewatch the tape and I'll do that tomorrow when we're on the, uh, my, my bear and balance podcast is our, is our cool down takes. This is the immediate takes. We haven't had a chance to go back and, and check out the game yet, but, but that first series, it looked like there was a stunt. Uh, it may have caught Jenkins and Borum a little bit. So are you comfortable if the bears go into week one with Jenkins and Borum as their starters on the right side? You know, a lot of people may not like that. I say this, but I'm definitely comfortable with it because I know this will be a rebuilding year for the Bears as well, too. So I'm confident with them getting those players out there, getting them developed. Because as me and you stated before on my podcast, the Bears may be a five to six win team as well, too. So if we can get those players in there and get them developed and get reps at the position that we can assume that they're going to play going forward, I'm happy with it. You just said a five. The Bears just won, man. 21 to 20 they're three and oh in the preseason you're saying they're a five and a six win team i mean i'm i'm, I'm a real i'm a, I'm a realist luster and i i just like to call a spade a spade you know i just feel like the team is still very young obviously they're in a new offense there's a lot to learn as well too and we still don't know what the offense is going to look i mean the defense excuse me is going to look like this year because obviously we trevis gibson going back to put it in his hand in the dirt you know and we got jaquan brisker back there with eddie jack you know there's still a a lot of stuff just in the air for the Bears for me, for me to be high on there when saying they're going to be above 500 playoffs, all of that stuff. That's funny because when I do your show, you always ask me that my prediction for the record this whole offseason. I'm out, I'm about six, and you bust my ball, say, How, how could you say six? And now here you are on my show saying the same thing. You think it's a five or six? Okay, I, I see how it's going to be here. Do a little old switcheroo, you know? Yeah, I got you. So, center, obviously, Sam Mustafer. Uh, I mean, Lucas Patrick, he, he's going to be out for the foreseeable future with the injury and things like that. But I think when he gets back from healthy, we're going to see him back in and Mustafer is going to go back to being a backup. And that's no knock to Mustafer. I think he's a really hardworking player and he's very intelligent. But sometimes you got it and you don't got it. I just don't think he has it to be just a very prominent center for the Bears going forward. I think we do got to give Mustafer some credit, though. Mm-hmm. he did get himself in better shape. Um, you know, part of the reason why he was heavier last year was because that's the way the, the O-line coach, Juan Castillo, wanted him. He wanted big, heavy offensive linemen. That's his style. He likes the big, lean-on-you kind of guys. This scheme is all about speed. They want to get that outside zone scheme moving. And I think with uh, with Sam Mustafer, again, I'm with you. He's back to the bench once Patrick's ready. Uh, but I got to give it to him. I mean, he, he put the work in. Uh, he earned the trust of this coaching staff. And uh, he, he, he's definitely got a place in this roster moving forward. He's a body out there, yes. He's yeah. a body out there. I mean, I, I, and then Cody White here, of course. You know, I, I, I saw him a little bit. I tried, I, I tried watching the line as much as I can. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's hard. I mean, it's, it's much easier to check out the line uh, when you go back and do the rewatch because, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's natural as fans. Our, our eyes follow the ball. 
And then, of course, when Justin Fields is doing his thing, you know, it's hard to kind of keep an eye on it. But I did see Cody White here. Again, a nice preseason. I mm-hmm. think he's uh, he's he's going to bounce back. Whatever had problem he had last year, I think Cody White here is bouncing back. Yeah, he, he had a very unfamiliar down season last year. And me, I was always high on him. I, I love him. I, I was a huge Cody White, White here fan. And I'm not saying I'm not either. But it's just last year, it just seemed like things just weren't clicking. He was just getting thrown all over the place last year. If you go back and look at the tape, it looked like he was a ragdoll most games. And, and that's not what you want to see when you have a guy like Justin Fields back there as well, too, your quarterback of the future. You know, my podcast partner I do, uh, Baron Bounds with uh, Jeff Burkus. He uh, he has a theory. He thinks there had to have been something wrong with Cody Whitehair last year. You know, a, a lot of a lot of old linemen they don't come out and talk about if they have ailments. Mm-hmm. But 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 he's pretty sure. And, and I have to tend to agree. I think there was something going on. It, it could have been physical. It could have been mental. Maybe he was just tired of Matt Nagy's shit. To be honest <laughs> with you, I mean, it could have been something to do. But but he seems energized. Um, and then let's 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 close off the offensive line. Let's talk about Braxton Jones. I didn't notice Braxton Jones much on, on the live watch. Did you did you have to pick up uh, well, I, I saw Jones? Him, yeah, I, I saw him on a couple good plays where it looked like he threw some good blocks out there. He's a big physical guy. Obviously, they're going to love that with him going forward. And obviously, with the stream that I was watching, it wasn't actual full screen. It was like half of a screen, too. So I had That's to that spectrum. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Living yeah. in Wisconsin, having that Chicago feed. They let us watch the preseason, but once the season starts – that game was a blacked out on, uh, on, 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 on that channel. So, so yeah, I, I didn't get the full zoom like that I usually have when I watch the games. So I had a very limited eye on the game. But I definitely did see him in a couple plays, and he looked great and clean out there to me. Oh, oh, sorry to cut you off. Go ahead. Go ahead. I did, I did see Tevin Jenkins a lot, especially they showed him on the sidelines a lot too. He's looking a little bit muscular. So I, 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 he, he may be out with a vengeance right now. It's, it's going to be scary. Well, that's another guy, Jenkins. I mean, he was heavy last year. He was like 350, 360. And again, that all points to Juan Castillo style, which there's nothing wrong with that. That's just what they wanted to do. It's it's more of a power run scheme. This mm-hmm. scheme is different. So Jenkins cut the weight. And, you know, I, I'm glad to see him at, at, at right guard. I think it's a great fit for him moving forward. Um, Braxton Jones, uh, the first couple of preseason games, he did have an issue with the bull rush. He didn't have it this this week. I didn't see too much there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Browns didn't play all their guys, you know, but they still played most of their starters out there, which, of course, the Bears did as well. But, man, 21 nothing. They jumped out to a lead. Justin Fields. I, I just want to go back and, and talk a little bit more about Justin Fields. We're talking 14 for 16, 156 yards, three touchdowns. And, and they were nice. Nice touchdowns, and he had one to uh, to, to two tight ends, uh, Griffin, uh, Komet, and then he had the the nice one in the end zone to Dante Pettis, wide receiver. Mm-hmm. I think Pettis uh, may be pushing for a roster spot here. He looked really, really good, and, he, and like I said, it all starts with the protection up front. They made Justin Fields comfortable back there, where he felt like he did not have to run for his life. He was able to stay back, stand back, stand strong, and deliver nice throws to these guys. Like, did you see the 19-yard pass he threw to EQ St. Brown? Yeah. My gosh. What were you thinking on that play? Just being able to see plays like that develop, I think Chicago Bears fans are going to have a lot to look forward to this upcoming season if they can continue to gel and grow like that. I like St. Brown. I think he has he has some upside in him. He's never going to be, you know, a, a, a top 
X receiver in the NFL. But I think for what the Bears want to do, I think he's a, he's a nice fit at that X position. And, and, and I mean, there could be a move. I mean, the Bears have to cut down to 53 players by Tuesday at, at 3, o'clock Chicago, uh, 3 o'clock Chicago time. You know, and, and that bottom of the depth chart, you know, behind a guy like St. Brown, we talk about a guy like Dante Pettis, uh, Isaiah Coulter's in the mix, Simba Webster, Tajay Sharp has been hurt. So it's not a very popular uh, receiving core amongst the, uh, the, the NFL. They look at these guys as a bunch of guys that have a lot of question marks, but there are some guys fighting for a roster spot back there. But but I do think it's possible, as our guy Scott here in, in the comments says, that you know, possibly Mims from the Jets. Uh, he may be cut. There could be a trade possibility. Uh, Slayton, I believe Giants is a guy that could be free. So, you know, there, there's guys out there to be had. I think uh, Ryan Poles will be working at waiver wire a lot once this cuts happen for both O-line depth and receiver depth. Are there any other spots that you think the Bears could be looking at to, to bring some bets in? Well, like I definitely think that offensive line is their top priority, even if it's just a couple of guys for them to sit back so they can maybe work into rotation or things like that. But with the Chicago Bears offensive line, you can never be too sure about what they're going to do. And that's the area of concern that I feel like is the most important next to their secondary. They finally played uh, Riley Reef a little bit today. And, you know, you see, yeah, I saw that. I saw he's he, all right. I mean, I still think that Bears want Borum. I think Borum is kind of, I think they're going to have another good week of practice, kind of really see how that shakes out. I did think they were grooming Borum to be the swing guy uh, mm-hmm. during the entire offseason. And then he just kind of kept getting better, and he kept kind of sh- you know showing his worth to the coaching staff. And, you know, I know with 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 a guy like uh, uh, Reef, I mean, he's got a big money deal, but a lot of it's incentive-based. You know, I'm not saying that has mm-hmm. any bearing on what they do, the Bears do to him. I mean, if he's the best guy, they're going to play him. But I also think that they sign him knowing that there's a chance that Borum could win that gig. I He's a he's a huge fan favorite in Chicago. Obviously, they were high on him from the minute that he came to the organization, and so was I. Obviously, with me being a diehard Bear fan, I definitely can see him pushing to start. But there's just so many variables for that offensive line, and on from my viewpoint, that I don't know who we will see for sure start on that offensive line, especially with the injuries that we've seen within the most recent couple of weeks as well. I think if there's like a Josh sitting situation where a where a, a proven starter is cut for a cap reason for something happened, I think the Bears may may look to jump on it. But 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 I think the Bears may be content. I, I think they realize who they are. They realize the 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 future is you know far out. They realize that they have a nice young core, and I think they're going to go with the guys they got. I mean, I can't see them making a splash. And bringing, I mean, especially a guy like, like Mims by a trade. I can't see him making a trade. They already made a trade for uh, Nikhil Harry. I mean, that's the guy they traded for. So there's no more moves coming, I don't think. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's insight assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else. 
and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. So let's go talk about the rookies. Uh, jump in when you can, Devon. I don't know if you're going to have a bad connection there. Uh, but for you guys who are checking on the podcast, you know, that we are recording this on Second City Gridiron. And uh, starting uh, tomorrow on Sunday, we're actually going to launch our new Second City Gridiron video channel, which is going to be, of course, on Robert Schmitz's old run past opinion. It is now rebranded. It is co-branded for the both of us. Um, but um, eventually it's going to be, you know, fully Second City Gridiron. So we're excited for that. So let's talk about the rookies real quick. We already talked a little bit about Braxton Jones. Um, I thought he looked pretty good at left tackle. The Bears clearly believe he's their guy. I mean, he's clearly the guy they want to be there. And uh, I can't see them making a change there. But I thought uh, uh, K- K- Kyler Gordon looked pretty good today at, at cornerback. Uh, again, it didn't get a lot of reps. I haven't had a chance to go back and, and watch the, the snap counts and see what, exactly where he was at there. But but I'm excited. I, th- I thought it was a pretty good uh, move there for getting Gordon out to get some reps in there. Uh, Jake on Brisker, I saw some tweets. People talk about him during the game. Uh, it's possible that he could be back, obviously, for week one. He's got that that surgery on his thumb. He's a safety. He'll club it up. He'll get out there. He'll do what he can. As long as he can go and as long as the pain threshold is something he can handle, I think he'll be good to go there. Bellis Jones Jr., if you guys have not had a chance to check it out, make sure you check out Robert Schmitz's video breakdown of of Bellis Jones Jr. Phenomenal breakdown for Jones. Um, I think we have Devon back here. Let's check. Are you back, my friend? Oh, man, now you have no video here. Yes, there sir. you are. Like, What's up, man? What's up with you? It baby? looks like I'm back. Can you hear me? I got Hello? you. I got you there. Hey, we're, we're getting close anyway. It was preseason number three, oh so my let's move on. You can hear me though. It's all good. You got me. I I'm got back. you. Sorry man. about let's that, guys. Spe- it's all good. I I think hey, Spectre so, maybe so, just doesn't like me. They know that we. It's that Wisconsin internet, man. All right, let's get you out of here, my friend. I got you. You're back. All right. Anyway, let's let's talk about the best player on defense. Yeah. I was very impressed with Devonta Harris, cornerback. Um, I thought he was a physical presence out there. Um, I thought his coverage skills was pretty good. And here's a guy that's fighting for a, a roster spot. I know when the Bears picked him up uh, earlier in the offseason, I didn't think too much of him uh, just because I thought the Bears were pretty comfortable with the guys they brought in. But mm-hmm. – Five-year pro, you know, he's been around the league a little bit. I think the Bears are like his fourth or fifth team. He's kind of bounced around a bit, but he's got 36 starts or 36 appearances, nine starts. Um, he's got some good length to him. And like I said, tonight he showed some physicality. Did, did you like what you saw from Harris tonight? I think in number 17 or 19? Number 17. It's, a, um, yeah, it's yeah. Those, weird, those weird teens in the defensive backfield just still throws me off. Every time I saw him, I kept saying, is um, Anthony Miller back on the Bears? Is every oh, time I saw that jersey, never made me think about that guy. But no, um, I definitely saw him sideline to sideline. He had he had his nose in a bunch of great plays as well. I think Harris is battling for a roster spot. I think uh, Lamar Jackson is battling for a, a spot at corner. I think one of the two, two guys are going to make it. One may go to the practice squad. I thought Dane Crookshank uh, finally oh, got a chance to get out there. 
he made a yeah. lot of contact out there as well, too. It, it was insane. The secondary for the Chicago Bears tonight, they were legit around the ball constantly. You know, there was another play I want to talk about. The ball, it was batted. I forget who batted the ball down. And when the ball was knocked down, I forget which bear it was, but, man, he jumped on the ball like the old school uh, Lovey Smith days. Balls in the ground, man, jump on it. And that's that, that Matt Eberflus uh, mentality, right? Mm-hmm. I, I definitely think Matt Eberflus is on pace to have the Bears defense top 10 easily. Top, top 10. This is the the immediate post-game show tends to have more hotter takes because we're excited and fired up. So top 10 defense, huh? Yeah, I definitely think so. I think um, it all depends on how that edge, how they hold up. And obviously, we rely on Travis Gibson to play at an elite level as well, outside of Robert Quinn as well. Obviously, you want, you want the interior guys to, stand, to step up strong as well. I thought Sam Kamara looked good off the edge tonight a little bit. Uh, he's had a really nice first two preseason games. So uh, as a as a guy that's a backup edge guy, again he could be pushing for a for a practice squad spot at at, at, at the worst. But I think he's got a good chance to make this roster if uh, if, if things kind of fall his way. Do you like what you saw out of Sam Kamara? I definitely did. Um, there was a there were a couple plays as well where I saw him sliding off of the tackles as well too. But obviously it happens. But I was I was just happy see him around the ball making a play on the, on the ball yeah i mean he, he looks good i mean charles snowden was was flashing a little bit again i think he's you know i'd like to see him i, I had high hopes for him as a, as a udfa last year but you know the bears got some some pretty good young depth players i saw dominique robinson at one point left the game with a leg injury mm-hmm. um their bears pr tweeted out and then they deleted it so I'll have to go back and check and see, you know, how long that's going to happen here. Hopefully Coach Flus will talk about it in his press conference after the game. Uh, but, again, we will uh, probably talk about that tomorrow when we do Bear and Balance with my guy JB, um, our, our more cool-down post-game show after we have a chance to listen to the press conferences, have a chance to watch the film again. So, But but I'm excited with, with what uh, Dominique Robinson brings to the Bears, too. It's a good young edge rusher there. Of course. What was up with us seeing Gibson in the in the game late? We saw. I don't know if he played all the way until the end of the game, but I did see him later in the second half. I'm, I'm not sure. Maybe they had some uh, some injury issues that kind of just run uh, uh, bring some guys on a different rotation there. Um, I, I know the the first half they had a few guys that wasn't expecting to play played kind of early. Uh, um, Mike Pinnell was in there early. Uh, Trayvon Coley got some some work at, at DT early in the game as well, but. I thought, uh, you know, the, the the first and second team defense for the Bears played good. And, you know, like you said, you know, Coach Flus, he has these guys playing the right way. Uh, defensive coordinator uh, uh, Alan Williams has these guys playing the right way. I think, uh, you know, I, I want to see a top 10 defense. I think it's possible, but we'll see what happens throughout the year. So let's go real quick, finish up the show. Uh, it's offense. This is an easy one. Who's your best player on offense today? Today, Justin Fields, without Justin a doubt. Field, yeah, yeah. Without a doubt. It just, uh, there's just a, a, a different thing about him. I mean, he was so smooth today. You know, he was calm. Um, he was, you know, on the rollouts, he was taking his time, making the right reads. You talked about it at the top of the show, how, how he had time to throw. And, again, part of that is the rollouts. Part of it is the play action. And I know there's some fans are going to criticize his time to throw being high. They're going to say, oh, it's just because the rollouts and the scrambles. Mm-hmm. That's, that's that's today's NFL, man. 
I mean, th- that's how this offense runs. That's why you have those kind of things. And, you know, that kind of stuff that tires out a defense, all that running around those outside zone runs, it gets those guys moving. It, it wears on them. And, you know, the bootleg play actions, it really, you really stress a defense to be disciplined mm-hmm. and to read their keys perfectly because if they don't, now the bootleg gets them. So, I mean, I, I'm assuming you're pretty fired up about the new Luke Getze offense going into the, 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 the beginning of the season. Like I said, anyone who works that close with Aaron Rodgers, I just hope that a sprinkle of the greatness just rubs off from Aaron Rodgers and transfers to that person. So I just hope he's able to bring that to Chicago because you, if you notice close attention to Justin Fields, he looks more happy on the sideline as well, too, when you, when you do see the camera pan to him. You see him laughing and joking with his receivers and his offensive line, and that just seems like it's a, it works for a great game for the offense. I think part of it is just uh... – there's just a different calmness in Justin Fields. I mean, the last year rookie season was one thing. So he had the rookie season going with him. And then, he, of course, he had the, you know, he's the QB2. Andy Dalton's a QB1. So he had that going against him. And he was trying to, to really pick up a lot of stuff as a rookie. But going into this year, he knows he's the man. He has that the swagger. He has the confidence. I think he, he I think he enjoys the coaching staff. I think he enjoys his offense he's going to be in. And I think he understands what's going on here. I mean, it's a different culture and you know, it's, it's an intense culture, but Justin Fields seems like the kind of guy that wants to be coached hard. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think he, he wants that. He wants the intensity. He wants to be pushed. And, and I, th- I think that's what he's getting here. So real quick about coach Flus, let's talk about him. You know, the bears only had five penalties. I actually, I actually like that. And if there was an impressive stat too, as well, that teams were 0 and 10 for down and conversion or more. Did you know that leading into today? Oh, the so Bears are holding the Bears are holding the, the the opponents. Yeah, they had no third down conversions of third and ten or longer. I mean, it's you know when when the Bears can uh, can pin it back and get after the quarterback, I think that really helps them out. And now uh, we still haven't seen uh, uh, much of Robert Quinn. He didn't play this this game against the Browns. He had a few reps last week, but I think Robert Quinn is uh, going to be a guy if 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 he stays, obviously. You know, there could be a trade on the horizon, but I think the the, the mix of uh, Al-Qaeda Muhammad, Travis Gibson, Robert Quinn, that's a hell of a threesome coming off the edge. I'm super excited to see that as well. I'm super excited to see Kyler, who had an amazing pass breakup as well today, too. It was just so nice seeing Kyler Gordon out there as well. Obviously, we like to assume that he's going to be the number two cornerback with Jalen yeah. Johnson out there. So it's always a great thing to see him out there and to see, see our guy do what he can do. Well, it could be uh, Kendall Vildor. I mean, Kendall, Kendall Vildor, man, he's a better fit for this scheme. I know we have been very critical of him uh-huh. last year on, on your show, very critical of Vildor, but he is a better fit for the scheme. And, I mean, he's been running with the, with the ones, whether he's he's outside with, with, with Gordon at, at nickel. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe, maybe, I was maybe, just gonna maybe say, Vildor I, surprises. I can see that because if you notice that they did have um, Gordon and, and Nickel a lot today too, yeah. getting him his workout on the inside too. So, I mean, he's a rookie as well too. Maybe they like the presence that um, Bill Dorr does have. So we shall see, right? He's a physical player. Uh, he's a better fit for a zone-based scheme. He doesn't have the, the quick twitchiness you need for uh, to play man-to-man. Mm-hmm. He seemed to get lost last season quite a bit. But you know, even his zone numbers last year were, were much better than 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 when he was in man to man. His coverage is there, so I, I think the Bears' uh, defense will surprise a lot of people. I'm not sure if I go as high as top ten. I think they have a chance, um, but uh, yeah, I, I'm excited. But but man, t- 
today. Justin Fields. That's it's all about the about. offense. You know, I, I can't wait to go back and rewatch it. But you know, do, do you have any closing thoughts before I get you out of here? Um, no. Like I said, I'm just really high on seeing Justin Fields have that much time to sit back there and let the play develop. It was shocking to see that, you know, because you don't see that as a Bears fan. You don't see them moving the ball down the field. You don't see them putting points on the board. You know, it's always this slow, stagnant offense with the dinky five-yard throws or a run on on third and ten. You know, it's just it, it was great to see. All right. Uh, why don't you shout out all your social media channels, and then I'll, then I'll get us out of here. Yes, sir. Everything, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Line for Line podcast. Same thing all over the place. Same thing all over the place. All right, man. Hey, I'm going to close out the pod, but don't leave. We're going to stick around, and I'm going to talk to you real quick when we get out of here. But, uh, guys, thanks for listening. It was a quick, nice, short, and sweet. Again, the, the post game is usually Robert Schmitz's gig. Robert Schmitz is at a, a, at a weekend-long bachelor party, and I'm guessing he is out of it right now. So yeah. he asked me. He said, hey, man, I need someone to take over the, the, the post-game show. I'm like, I'll do it. I don't like the immediate post-game. I like to kind of you know, let the emotions cool down. So, so this is probably about as animated as you'll see me on a pod. But, but man, Bears undefeated, Super Bowl, Super Bears, let's go. But for Devon Booker, I'm Lester. You can catch me on Twitter at WilfongGR. But till next time, bear down, my friends.